if you are putting effort into growing your capacity for self-love, if you are putting effort into making the loving choices for yourself, that might be a challenging journey and you're doing it. You are actively working towards self-love. I mean, that is an act of self-love. Welcome to the Worthy Mother Podcast, where we discuss all things identity, self-compassion, and fulfillment within and beyond motherhood. I'm Emily Rose Hardy, a mindset and self-love coach for moms. I am a firm believer that to be able to take care of our children, we must take care of ourselves first. This is not a parenting podcast. No, this is a podcast where we will challenge the societal expectations of what it means to be a mom demystify the perfect mom myth, and learn to love ourselves. You are worthy, mama. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Worthy Mother podcast. We are in the season of love and today we are going to talk about one of the most important forms of love, self-love. And this is a big topic, right? Like when it comes to loving ourselves, that can be kind of a tricky thing to tackle. And it's something that really I find so many of us struggle with. And there's so many reasons for that. But it can feel really kind of elusive when we're talking about self-love. Like what does it actually mean? I know for myself, like understanding what does it mean to love myself has always been kind of a struggle, kind of a challenge. It's something that I have grown a lot in the past few years, really understanding what it means for me to love myself. And so I really want to kind of pull some of that and pull some realizations I've had about self-love and share that with you. Because I do think that when we can talk about this in a more concrete way and understand what it actually looks like to love ourselves, it can be easier to get to a place where we feel like we are living with self-love and acting out of a place of love for ourselves in the care that we give ourselves. And there are so many beautiful things that come when we are living a life where we love ourselves. And so that's really the goal of this conversation is just to dig into what it means to love ourselves and how we can get that. So before we talk about that, I want to talk about some of the factors that for so many of us have kind of led to these patterns of low self-worth and not really truly knowing how to love ourselves. Because I want to kind of take some of the pressure off of this being like, okay, yeah, it can be hard to really tap into self-love. And that's not necessarily our faults as individuals. And I think when we can see the kind of societal factors that are at play in that, it can really help to kind of release some of the pressure and allow it to be more of a journey, right? So we think about just the messages that women and girls get about not being too loud, not being too moody, not being too big, not being too ambitious. Like we are expected to fit into this narrow box And whether you were explicitly told these things, right, or you just took it in because we were constantly getting these messages growing up. And for so many of us, we're still constantly taking in these messages about what it means to show up as a perfect mother, as a perfect woman, as the person that we feel like we should be expecting ourselves to be because that's the messages we're getting. And we inevitably fall outside of that very, very, very narrow scope because we're individuals. But when we're kind of weighing ourselves to that constantly, 
it can end up feeling very much like we're not enough, right? Very much like there's something wrong with us. And it's like everything from diet culture to this culture of, you know, if you work hard, you'll succeed. So if you're not succeeding, you're doing something wrong. If you have any minor failures, you're doing something wrong. There's something wrong with you. Everything from the expectation that we will be good girls and we will smile. And if you're not smiling, you see people who are like, hey, smile, put a smile on that face. And just these messages we're constantly getting that are telling us that we are not enough. And so many of us have taken those and it's really caused trouble when it comes to like deeply, truly loving ourselves. And then something that can end up happening is that we know that we should love ourselves. Like it's like, yes, if I could just love myself, life would be easy. Life would be great but I don't love myself. And what does that mean? What does that look like? And it can feel like just one more thing that we're not good enough at, right? Like, why can't I just be more confident? Why can't I just not care what others think? And that's adding and contributing to the problem of feeling like more and more disconnected from understanding and appreciating and loving ourselves for who we are. So when we're coming from this place of continuously feeling so disconnected from ourselves to then trying to love ourselves fully, it can feel like an impossible ask, right? Like, I can't just love myself. That's not how simple it is. So if you can relate to this in any way, this episode is for you. I'm going to share the secret to self-love, the thing that I have learned that has changed the self-love game for me and really allowed me to love myself and act from a place of love when it comes to caring for myself. And that is that self-love does not mean loving all things about myself at all times. So this kind of mindset shift seems somewhat counterintuitive, right? But I want us to think about what it means to love somebody, like to love someone else outside of ourselves. Even when there is an unconditional love present for someone else, we may not love every single thing about someone or everything that they do. So kind of a silly example, but I want to kind of illustrate this just really clearly. I love my kids so, so much, right? Like it is this highest existence of love that we have for our kids, right? So I love my kids so much. I don't love when my toddler wipes his yogurty fingers on the couch. I know it's a bit of a ridiculous example, but it makes sense. I don't love every single thing that my kids do but that doesn't change the love that I have for them. We can think about this with our friends and our family. There are friends that I love. I have family members that I love so deeply, so pretty much unconditionally, right? And there are things that I don't necessarily love about them. But I also don't necessarily nitpick these things because it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the love that I have for them as individuals. So like think about the people in your life that you love. And there's probably things about each of them because they're complex individuals that like you may, yes, love and accept them completely as a whole. But like there might be individual little things about them that you don't love. There might be things that really bother you. But that doesn't change the love that you have for that person, right? It might mean you have boundaries up to kind of avoid those parts of them or you've just accepted it, or it's just something that, again, doesn't matter. doesn't matter if it's not something that you love. With self-love, it can be the same way. There can be things about ourselves that we're not in love with, right? Maybe it's habits or thought patterns that we don't particularly like, 
or even insecurities with things like our bodies or parts of our personalities that we would like to feel good about, but we just don't. But that doesn't have to mean that we abandon the love for ourselves and acting from that place of love. It doesn't have to be this all or nothing mindset that we have to love every single thing about ourselves to have that complete whole self-love. And instead, it can be that we accept ourselves even if there's still things that we're working on. So self-love in that sense is a journey. And some people out there may be in a place where they completely love themselves and they can feel that love all of the time. But for most of us, that's not always the case and not necessarily even the goal. Instead, it's about coming to a place where you are acting out of love for yourself. You are wanting truly the best for yourself and you are caring for yourself. You're making decisions that put the love for you at the forefront. Because again, we can act from a place of love and still be disappointed in ourselves, just like we can act in a place of love for somebody else and still be disappointed in them. We can still struggle with feeling good about ourselves at times, but it doesn't mean that we have to step completely out of that place of love for ourselves. For me, understanding what it actually means to love myself and really how that informs the actions that I take and the care that I give myself and how that doesn't have to be this full, like, everything about me is amazing and I just am in love with every little piece about me. For me, understanding that self-love is a way of showing up for myself out of love, out of this deep desire to care for myself fully and to show myself the love that I deserve as a human being. Really understanding self-love in that way has changed the way that I'm able to explore how I love myself and explore how I love the different parts of myself. And I'm sharing this with you because if this is something that you've struggled with, which again, I think so many of us have struggled with or do struggle with, The same can be true for you. It doesn't have to be this fully stepping into loving everything about yourself because sometimes that feels like that's just not realistic, but it can be acting from a place of love for yourself and asking yourself, what is the most loving choice I can make for myself in this moment? So I want to kind of zoom out a little bit and talk about self-love and what I see as the three important components of self-love. Because again, I think sometimes understanding what this actually looks like for us can really help us see that it's not about having to love every single thing about ourselves at every moment for us to be able to embrace the love that we do have for ourselves. So those three important components that I see are self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-appreciation or self-gratitude. So when we look at self-acceptance, this is the understanding that we are who we are as individuals. I am who I am, and I accept that. I am enough. I have a belief that I am enough. And sometimes that belief is hard to access. And so sometimes I'm having to work on that because there will be something that throws me off my game. But I can come back to this place of working on this idea that I am enough, working on this self-acceptance that I am who I am and that is enough. And something that's really important to look at here when it comes to self-acceptance and accepting who we are is this idea that I am imperfect. We are all imperfect. We will not be perfect. And part of self-acceptance is accepting our humanity and accepting that we are not perfect and we won't be perfect. 
because when we're holding ourselves to standards of perfection, because it's just kind of in us, it's been drilled into us that we're not enough if we're not perfect, then it can be really hard to accept ourselves as imperfect people, right? And so we have to accept that we're not going to be perfect. We're not perfect. That's not the goal. The second component is self-compassion. So I talk a lot about self-compassion. Again, in life, as humans, we have a complex range of experiences and emotions, and we're not always going to be on our A-game, right? We're not always going to be showing up as the best version of ourselves. When we have kids, like, we're going to be exhausted. We're going to be dealing with life and dealing with nights where we're not sleeping, dealing with the kids being sick, dealing with us being sick and having to take care of the kids. There's so many things in life that can make it so that we're not showing up at 110%, even though we might want to, right? And we have to come to a place of self-compassion to know it's okay if I'm off. It's okay if I mess up. I will mess up. Again, I'm human. I will mess up. I will not be perfect. That is part of being a human is knowing that we're not going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes and to have the compassion to say, okay, yeah, that's okay. Like that doesn't say anything about me and my worth, the worth that I have for my own love. We have to know that we don't have to do it all right. We don't have to be this perfect, shining example of what it means to be a woman and mother that we think exists out there to be worthy of our own love. That is where this self-compassion comes in. And it is so huge. When you can be compassionate with yourself, when you can act from a place of self-compassion, that is the ultimate act of self-love. And then the third component of this is self-appreciation, the gratitude that we can have for ourselves and acknowledging and appreciating the things that we do in our lives that are contributing to the world, right? Like how incredible is it that we are raising these kids and doing so much for them and like There's so much to appreciate about ourselves. And I think sometimes we feel like we have to be doing all these huge things to be able to appreciate. But when you wake up and you show up for your kids and you take care of them and you get them to school, even if it's a little bit late, right? You are doing enough. You are enough. And we can actually like look at everything we do with a sense of appreciation and knowing that It's not always going to be these big above and beyond things that we do. Even just doing, you know, kind of a minimum is enough to be appreciative of. And then we can be appreciative of everything that we are, right? All the little pieces that make me, me, I'm appreciative. I have gratitude for my individuality, my uniqueness. And there's things that I struggle with, right? There's things that might be challenging for me to fully accept and to fully appreciate, but I work on those things because I know that it's what makes me me. And we all have these individual pieces about ourselves that we come to. And so learning to appreciate those things, to show gratitude for those things that make us unique is important. It's something that we can work on, actively work on. I'm not saying that you're just going to be able to accept and love everything about yourself. Again, that's not necessarily the goal, but to be able to come at it from a place of learning to appreciate the different pieces, that's huge. And then there's also like this appreciation of the journey of self-love, right? If you are putting effort into growing your capacity for self-love, if you are putting effort into making the loving choices for yourself, acting out of self-love, when you can sit and acknowledge that that might be a challenging journey, and you're doing it. You are actively doing it. You are actively working 
towards self-love, I mean, that is self-love. The act of caring for yourself through working on loving yourself is an act of self-love. And what a beautiful way to like acknowledge and appreciate yourself in acknowledging and appreciating that journey. So it really is when we come from a place of the self-acceptance and the self-compassion and the self-appreciation that we can care for ourselves with love. And you know I am all about the importance of taking care of ourselves. And really when we are able to make those choices for ourselves, right? Making the choice to ask for help when we need it. Making the choice to do something that makes us happy. Making the choice to not say something negative about ourselves out loud. The different choices we make on a day-to-day basis that are out of love for ourselves, we're making the loving choice, the caring choice. It's amazing how we can start to shift our relationships with ourselves because I really do see kind of self-care and self-love as this cycle. The more that you care for yourself, the more that you show yourself care and make the loving choice to do something for you, the more you're showing yourself that love and feeling more loved by yourself, right? And the more loved you feel by yourself, the more you're able to pour into yourself. So it can kind of become this cycle, this really incredible, beautiful spiral into loving yourself more and caring for yourself more. And again, it's not about getting it perfect. It's not about necessarily getting to a place where you love every single thing about yourself. Although how amazing if you do get to that point, right? But it's about acting from a place of self-love and being able to act from a place of self-love. And just, you know, I always love kind of turning these conversations to what that does for our kids because it can be sometimes easier to commit to these powerful changes and these powerful mindset shifts when we know the benefit it has for our kids. So I just want to leave you with thinking about when you show up with love for yourself, first of all, you are showing your kids that you love yourself despite your flaws And they, as flawed individuals, can learn from you that they can also love themselves despite their own flaws, right? Like that it's okay to love every piece of you, even the parts that are flawed and tricky, right? Because we all have it. We all have those pieces of ourselves that are just a little bit tricky and, you know, not necessarily the things that we wear on display for everyone to see, right? And so we're showing our kids that we can love those parts of ourselves or we can love ourselves even with those parts, right? And then we end up passing on these tools and these ways of being where they are then able to care for themselves and act out of love and make loving choices for themselves as they grow. And that just becomes the norm for them. They enter their teen years able to advocate for their needs and to know like, you know what, I need to do what's right for me in this moment. And what a beautiful thing. And then they enter adulthood and they're able to like incorporate self-care into their lives. And it's not even necessarily extra things they're doing. It's just they're living from a place of constantly caring for and loving themselves, right? Like how incredible the gifts that we can give our kids just by showing them that we love ourselves or that we are working on loving ourselves. We are working on making the loving choices for ourselves. It is a really powerful thing that we can do for them. And it's also a really powerful, beautiful thing that we can do for ourselves. So I hope that this resonated with you. If self-love is something that is tricky for you, and I know for, again, for so many of us, that's the case. Self-love, it does not just come easily or naturally because it's kind of been stripped away from us, right, throughout our lives. 
And so I hope that some of this resonates with you and that you maybe feel a little bit more like your self-love journey is something that's more approachable and that even taking those steps towards self-love and towards the caring, loving choices for yourself is an act of self-love to be celebrated and to be appreciative and grateful for, right? You are worthy of your own celebration. You are worthy of your own appreciation and gratitude. And we are going to leave it at that. If you found this episode helpful, I would love it if you share it with another mom in your life. Again, I think this is an issue that is so prevalent for so many of us. And really, when we can bring this conversation about what it means to truly love ourselves, it can really change our lives as individuals. And so go ahead and share this with a mom in your life. You are worthy, mama. 